Welcome back, podcast listeners, here with episode 162. And Tony, you sent me one of your many messages that you send me, whether it's through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We're communicating on way too many platforms at the moment, Teams, messages, but this one has come through uh, messages in the morning, I believe, um, and it was really focused around failure. Do you remember the quote? Yeah, it's, um, it was actually, I heard it, it's not my quote, I heard it from Chris, Chris Williamson, who's a podcaster. And he was uh, something along the lines, uh, pure hell is when the person you are meets the person you could have been. And I thought that was a a magnificent saying. Well, let's start today because now following up from a different message that I got from you, I think they're all tying in with each other about why people give up. And what they've listed here is around 16 different things. Um, Quite a nice infographic around it, but, but by that Dr. Dave Weiss, is it? Yeah, Dr. Dave Weiss, yep. Yep. So do you want to go through the 16? How do you want to go through this today? Yeah, listen, why don't we go through them one by one? Because the thing is, is that the the biggest failures in life, the people who have failed more than anyone else, are the most successful people in life. And I think that's one of the amazing keys. And you, know, you know the saying, I can't quote the number, but you know that saying by... Um, the greatest of all time, the greatest goat of all time basketball, oh, good old Jordan. Michael Jordan, you know, so it's, uh, what is it, um, you know, I've, I've missed, you know, I got cut from my basketball team uh, in college and, you know, I've missed 16,000 shots at goal or 6,000 shots at goal, but, you know, I've hit 46,000 or something like that, so, you know, and those I'm numbers are totally made up. Yeah, as we talk. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost three, 300 games, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I've missed. I've failed over and over again in my life. That's why he's successful. He's the greatest of all time. Um, because, it, you know, and, that, and that's one of the things is that, I remember doing a course once and it was, it was, written, it's, it was actually a course uh, written by um, Al-Anon, which is the sister organisation to Alcoholics Anonymous. And when it comes to dealing with people who have addictions and dependency is that one of the things that happens is they're used to being told off every time they fail. And they said, what you do is you actually focus on their successes, not on their failures. Yeah. Uh, because if they fail once and then succeed one day, and then you focus on the failure that they think they're a failure whereas if you focus on that success and say it's one day at a time as they call it uh, but the greatest part of that was then it, they succeed for two days and they fail for one then yep. they succeed for three days and fail for one then they succeed for four days and then they actually start to believe that they can actually succeed and it's the same with goals in a lot of ways you know it's uh, that uh, two steps forward one step back and too many people just give up after they've had the one step back well, they're expecting fast results. Well, they are, and it's, you know, you've heard me say it before here, uh, listeners, uh, but we do live in a world of instantaneous gratifications. You just spoke about social media, which is one of the ills of instantaneous gratification where people look at what other people have or what other people are doing on social media, and yeah, those, those photos are, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are fake photos, but a lot of people think, you know, this this guy with this car who has this girl and have a look at everything that they have and how wonderful they are and all the rest of it. And we, and we know that that's not the case. And if you want to succeed in something, uh, you actually have to work hard at it. And it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. Well, unless you buy a Tesla ticket, that might happen overnight. But, you know, was it a Powerball? One in 88 million chance? Yeah. So if it does happen overnight, well done. Congratulations. You beat the odds. Yeah. Uh, you know. Another one he mentions here, and I think it's quite important, and something 
I think everyone struggles with at certain points. Um, not everyone, but there, there's why people give up. They stop believing in themselves. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Self-doubt. Yeah. And especially if you've been raised in a family where you've always had that self-doubt or or they've actually, you know, you've been put down for things. It's that ability to stop believing in yourself. And when, of course, you stop believing in yourself, you'll, you know, you're basically, you're gone from there on. And, you know, they say that... Um, you know what's this saying is uh, the two greatest uh, the two greatest fears in oh the two greatest what is it it's on my, it's on my table the two greatest uh, truths in life is you know if you believe you will you will if you believe you won't you won't yep. and so if you stop believing in yourself well what are you going up and turning up and doing it every day for because you just don't believe it's going to happen yeah, we, so you're, you're half hearted you, you can't go into something you know half hearted uh, with the view to, um, you know, half-hearted with the view of then going half-hearted in respect to getting a good result. You know, you have, if you want a 100% effort, you can't put in a 2%, 100% result, you can't put in a 2% effort. So if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be going all the way. Yeah. I've got one here. Well, I've actually got two here to touch on, and I think it sort of sits in the middle and, and they both gave either way, but... Some people get stuck in the past while other people fear the future. And it's that different mindset, isn't it? It's a bit of both, isn't it? It's, it's a bit of... So I read a book by uh, the great Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. And one of the things I learned out of that is I just don't... What happened in the past actually happened at the, in the present when it happened. It was, but it's the past. And you can't actually change it. So on that basis, don't dwell on it. What's happened has happened. And people who actually get stuck in the past, I'll never be able to move forward. So... One thing I always say is that I live in the now. So I'm um, talking to you now, Jamie, you have my full attention. I'm, I'm living in the now. Uh, and at the same time, though, if you can live in the now with anticipation for the future, because yeah. when the future occurs, it's still in the now. So getting stuck in the past or that great success that you had. You know, I kicked a few goals in a football game once when I was 15. I'm 53. I can't kick a ball anymore. So it's. Uh, but if you if you're continually thinking about the past or living in the past, you, you're never going to move forward in life in anything that you actually do, whether it be business, whether it be health, whether it be anything. This links back to another one that probably annoys me. Yeah, um, it annoys me when it sort of comes out why people give up. But that feeling the world owes them something, and I think that's linked with the past as well. That you know, this has happened to me. I I'm owed this. I deserve this. This should happen for me. It's it's a bad trait in my belief. It's well, you tell me why you think it's a bad trait, and I'll tell you why I think it's a bad trait. We'll see if we we see if we're on a similar path here. Well, the world. <laughs> the world's something we live on doesn't owe you anything but you know 100 yeah. percent correct isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah that is 100 percent correct the world actually owes you nothing and no one owes you anything to no. be brutally honest it's um and i think though jamie just to add to that actually is that, you know some people do owe me 50 bucks because i beat them in supercoach this year so some people do owe me something i don't so don't look at me so, <laughs> so i'm not in that competition with you but in two weeks' time, I think I'll be giving about $100 for bad footy tipping. So I will air you in two weeks' but, time, I know no, that. The, But, yeah, that feeling, uh, it's like a sense of entitlement. It, the interesting part of that, I was actually discussing that with someone uh, the other week, and we are talking about the difference between the immigrants who come here with nothing and refugees as well. And some of the greatest success stories have been the immigrants and actual refugees who have actually come here. 
they don't come here with a sense of entitlement. They come here saying, I've got an opportunity not to die. And remember the Andy Tran interview a couple of weeks ago um, on this podcast. I think it's our highest ranking podcast uh, now to date, or certainly one of the highest. And you have a look at these people and they actually go out there with a view to saying, the world owes me nothing, but boy, am I going to go out there and achieve everything. So the saying which you've heard a hundred times and the listeners might have only heard it two or three times but when I asked my father what made him and uh, mum who they came from horrendous poverty but what came what uh, made him and mum pack up everything and move all the way to the other side of the world uh, with nothing and you know an empty suitcase and 200 pound and I remember dad saying to me is well we left nothing behind so if we came here and failed and went back with nothing we're, we're only in the same boat aren't we so it was a new opportunity and a new life to go out and succeed so as far as the two of them were concerned the world didn't owe them uh, anything at all but this was a new start and I think that's when you that sense of entitlement you speak to though sometimes from children of families who have actually been quite wealthy and they said well I just deserve this I don't have to work for it because my whole life I've been given yeah. so if your whole life had to work hard for something you actually appreciate it a hell of a lot more than if you've just been given everything and then you go into that big bad world and realize that there is no 14th place ribbon yeah. you don't get a well done ribbon and a pat on the head uh, you either succeed or you don't yeah there's a few other here that we'll touch on as well, um, and I think it's we've sort of covered a bit. But that feeling sorry for yourself, and you know, seeing failure as a signal to turn back. There's always that famous little one with the guy in the pick, and the, he almost gets the gold and sort of turns his back because he sees it as a failure. But um, I, I feel like they correlate quite to each other. People give up too early. Yeah. Um, or there's there's actually another one on here too, and that is that they they go too hard too early on an idea. So in other words. They fall in love with the idea so much that they do. They just believe in their own head that it's going to work, and everything else just divorces from. But yeah, that 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 giving up too early, you see it so many times. And you, you could you imagine if Jeff Bezos uh, gave up every time he was on the verge of uh, being broke? Yep. The you know I, I told I was actually listening to uh, one of our entrepreneurial podcasts, which I sent a friend a couple of weeks ago. Re-listened to it. And I spoke about one of our clients who, you know, people see him today and is unbelievably successful. But, and he's got a business, you know, worth, you know, tens of millions of dollars and he's making a small fortune. But what they didn't see was the fact that he was destitute, had lost everything, but he was doing everything he possibly could, paying his staff's uh, wages on his credit card. You know, the, the story of Phil Knight from Nike. Every, every month, Nike were about had to go begging to the bank to stay open. They were broke yep. every single month for about the first ten years of their life, as they continually grow. And you know how easy would it have been for Phil Knight to give up and just go back to being a CPA accountant at Deloitte's yep. or KPMG? I think he was at. The last few, and, and we can touch on them sort of in more depth. But resisting change, I think, you know, some, and you were sort of touching on it before, but, you know, being headstrong, no, no, I'm doing it the right way. This is the right way and nothing's changing for them. Um, no, no, I, I still know it's the right way. I still know it's the right way. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, the, the 21 years experience, as we always talk about, you know, doing the same thing over again for 20 years. So it's only ever one year's experience, isn't it? That's right. Rather than actually growing with the experience that they actually learn. But that's that's also something that actually the stubbornness that actually comes with age. 
So as an example, there is a 23 or 24-year age gap between you and I. Yeah. Uh, now, I, th- I seem to think we get along pretty well. I think you think the same. Well, you might say that to my face anyway. It's, uh, <laughs> but it's certainly a lot of other people. <laughs> certainly a lot of other people see us having a very good working relationship. Perception's good, isn't it? Perception is great. <laughs> uh, but I think, though, the you know that part of it's sometimes hard for me to listen where I might turn around and say, Jamie, I've been in this industry for 30 years. Why am I going to listen and take advice from you? But, you know, the, the new things we learn, we're with a client this morning and they're showing us their uh, virtual reality and augmented reality, you know, Bill 360 self. And I was blown away by it. I, mean, I did see the photo that you took whilst I was doing the VR virtual reality. I'm a good shot, aren't I, good, with a good, gun? Good little video of it. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I'm a good shot with a gun, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, but it's just be careful. But I think the, um, the key to that was is... For someone like me, you know, you can say it can do this, this and this, but I don't live in that world. I don't live in, you know, your age group or even young Shay Marx's age group who, you know, with the NFTs and stuff like that. I don't necessarily know what it is. That doesn't mean I write it off, but it's a case of show me how it can actually work. Because if it was up to me, you'd all still be, you know, handwriting things. Yeah. You know, I had to learn to type. So it's uh, rather than handwriting an email for it to be done. But they're the things is that it's actually quite hard. And the older you get, sometimes the harder it is to actually be flexible and to change your ways. Just, you know, it's And one of the greatest things in life is flexibility. And I'm not talking about, you know, good yoga, uh, stretch. Yeah, yoga stretch and all the rest of it, but which is also excellent. I think one of the greatest things in life, though, is, is the flexibility of mind, where you can actually be open to having a discussion with someone who knows far more than you about a different topic. And you can say, you know what? You might have changed my mind on that. Yeah. Uh, because I always thought this, but that's because my tribe always told me this. Or if I just hang with 99% of people who have the exact same beliefs or the exact same values or the exact same um, morals as I think I have then you don't see other people. You think, hold on a second, that actually makes sense to me. You know, so that 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 is something that I should actually be pursuing. But I think you only get to do that when you have that level of flexibility. So for me, for me, it's a case of surrounding myself with all you youngsters. I learned great things. Now, Bill is closer to my age than to your age, but he was showing me all that stuff and they've built all that. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's going to be enjoyable to have him on a podcast in a couple of weeks. Yes, we will have Bill on a podcast in a couple of weeks because his his brain is just overloaded. So it's uh, <laughs> on, we've, on, we've amazing information. Yeah, on that point, I guess that there's also people. Another point here is never visualize what is possible. And, and we talk about you know augmented reality and you know years ago people imagined that and worked to a solution for it. Absolutely. So it's it's. Also, too, I mean, you know that, you know, I've often uh, come to you with an idea and something after a deep meditation where something has actually just come to me, a solution has actually come to me. And for me, that's the ability to be able to free up my mind of crap. I just get rid of the rubbish uh, that's in there. I can concentrate in the now, get rid of the rubbish. But out of that, visualisation can actually work. So if you think of the amount of Hollywood movies that have become reality. Yeah. Now, Hollywood movies have seemed so far-fetched uh, once upon Simpsons, a time. Simpsons choose everything. They're, they're they do, they do they're quite well, don't they? So it's uh, quite scarily well. Uh, but, but I think the, the key to that is 
is somebody's come up with like that idea, they've made it into a movie, and somebody said, hold on, we can actually do that. Yeah. We can build that. And we're talking about it uh, this morning once again with Bill, uh, Bill and Callum there, where we were, oh, we were talking about the movie Blade Runner, where they had those big, huge augmented reality adverts. Then you're just thinking, wow, is that what the world's going to be? Well, they've got that technology's around now. I mean, what these guys are doing with the Jack Daniels display at Crown Casino where a huge Jack Daniels bottle is Big not real, it's augmented reality. So, yeah. so that's the correct word for that one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, so, see, I'm learning, Jamie. But, you know, in Crown Casino, and that, and what you're showing me in respect to the cars and stuff like that, that is just unbelievable. It's, it's sensational. Yeah. And even when, you know, I was talking to um, the uh, Deputy Chief Commissioner of Police who runs the... Uh, police recruitment and the training centre down in Waverley and he was saying that you know and he, he's a few years older than me and he was saying though the interactive learning because all their recruits are on these devices now uh, whereas our generation aren't on those devices but for them to learn from a device and play as you play as you learn is that what it's called rather than play play, play as, as you earn yeah play as you earn like there's a yeah, so side to that's it, right you, so you've used learn so well yeah, played but, on words thank you but play as you learn the they they're used to that because they they've grown up these these 22 year olds have grown up with playstation of not atari but of these things that do amazing things so it's easier for them to learn in that in that aspect rather than flipping through a manual book yeah. and listening to a lecturer and, and that's the type of thing where the world actually grows and would all be left behind if people my age ignored it. Yeah. yeah. Tony, we're all going to face failure at, at points in our lives and, and it's the way that we handle it. Um, and I think some of these points we've touched on today um, of why people give up, uh, you know, not everyone's going to be able to change all of them. Um, we're all going to face those struggles throughout our lives, um, but it's just trying to handle them as best as you can moving forward. Jamie, if I, if I can use an analogy which you've been part of, uh, very successfully part of, if you think about it, we've got the amount of delays that we, we, we've put business plan in place and we, we like to check it off month by month. And the amount of things that we said were going to happen by this date and for whatever reason hasn't happened by that date, you could perceive that as a failure and then we just drop it and don't do it. Every single delay that has occurred to us which has changed what we were actually doing and the result that we actually got has always worked to our benefit. Yeah. So we haven't hit what we've actually wanted to at the time we've wanted to do it, but we've said it's still great, we're still working on it, we have to tweak it, we have to get rid of those people and bring in these new people, and the end result has been far better yeah. for everyone involved. And so if we were just to have given up at that stage, we would just be that firm that has, in my case, 31-year experiences rather than 30 years of experience or combined experience of nearly 200 years in here. Yep. And I think that's one of the major keys is actually not giving up and not necessarily doing it the same way. You know, so, you know, if COVID closed down your business, does that mean your business was bad? Yeah. Uh, or is it a case of where we can do it, but what can we do a bit differently? You know, like uh, Guy Grossi at Florentino's, you just turned into takeaway. Yeah. He's, he's still he still survived it uh still hurt but he still survived it you know by actually putting in that takeaway and things like that so thinking outside the nine dots love it tony appreciate your time today thank you